Welcome to day 117 of Shaped by the Word, uh, season three, the story of the prophets. We've uh, been reading Isaiah, and uh, we come, you know, sadly near to the end of this wonderful, you know, book that uh, contains some of the richest glimpses of the gospel and of God's restorative power. Uh, we have both, you know, pronouncement of God's judgment, and we see, you know, His zeal to judge, but also His zeal to restore. And uh, we are in this last section. Uh, the nation has returned from experiencing the judgment of the Lord. They've come back into the land. They're falling back into old patterns in many ways. And you hear, you know, a call, you know, to be leery, you know, of the idolatries and the things in this world that you're buying into, but also to set your eyes on the hope, you know, that is given us in in, in Christ Jesus. So we're today in Isaiah 60, which is, you know, starts off with a rich call, you know, to the hope. Uh, that is given to us you know, in the restoration of all things, not just the restoration of a nation, you know, back 2,000 years ago, but even the future hope for us and our full restoration in Christ Jesus as well. So we're in Isaiah, you know, chapter 60. Uh, before we read, uh, always we may offer ourselves, we offer this moment uh, to the Lord. We know that uh, we're walking into His presence to behold His glory and to be transformed into the image of His Son and as a powerful work that He does, you know, by His Spirit through His Word. Matter of fact, uh, you know, the Word of God is a, a gift to us that comes through, you know, Jesus Christ is illumined in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Uh, so we enter into a fellowship with the Father and the Son and the Spirit uh, in which we are brought into union with them and they complete their work in us. So before we uh, read, uh, Matt, could you uh, bring us into the moment you know, with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we've been reading all week about um, idolatry and, and sin, and, um, and we're just so aware of our own sin and our own idolatry, and, and yet we've also been reading about um, your grace to us. And, and so, Father, we ask, and, and we come before you asking to, to receive grace from you at this time through your word. Uh, Father, we repent of our sin, our, our idols. We come, we lay them down before you. Uh, Father, would you um, draw near to us, um, comfort us, convict us, um, help us to, to see you and behold you um, in, in all of your glory and, and be transformed by you in this time. Thank you for this time together in your word. Um, Father, would you use it to, to build us up uh, for your glory, for, for our joy, for the good of those around us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Isaiah 60. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come into your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar off, and your daughters are carried on the hip. Then that you will look and be radiant, and your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wealth on the seas will be brought to you. The riches of the nations will come to you. Herds of camels will cover your land. Young camels of Midian and Ephah, all from Sheba, will come, bearing gold and incense and proclaiming the praise of the Lord. All Cater's flocks will be gathered to you. The rams of Nebioth will serve you. They will be accepted as offerings on my altar, and I will adorn my glorious temple. Are these that fly along like clouds, like doves to their nests? Surely the islands look to me. And the leader of the ships of Tarshish, bringing your children from afar with their silver and gold, to the honor of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendor. Foreigners will rebuild your walls, and their kings will serve you. 
Though in anger I struck you in favor, I will show you compassion. Your gates will always stand up and they will never be shut day or night so that people may bring you the wealth of the nations, their kings led in triumphal procession. For the nation or the kingdom that will not serve you will perish. It will be utterly ruined. The glory of Lebanon will come to you, the juniper, the fir, the cypress together to adorn my sanctuary, and I'll glorify the place for my feet. The children of your oppressors will come bowing before you. All who despise you will bow down at your feet and will call you the city of the Lord, Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Although you've been forsaken and hated, with no one traveling through, I will make you the everlasting pride and the joy of all generations. You will drink the milk of nations and be nursed at royal breast. Then you will know that I, the Lord, am your Savior, your Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. Instead of bronze, I'll bring you gold and place, and in silver in place of iron. Instead of wood, I'll bring you bronze and iron in place of stones. I will make peace your governor and well-being your ruler. No longer will violence be heard in your land, nor ruin or destruction within your borders, but you will call your walls salvation and your gates praise. The sun will no more be your light by day, nor will the brightness of the moon shine on you, for the Lord will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. Your sun will never set again, and your moon will rain no more. The Lord will be everlasting light, and your days of sorrow will end. Then all your people will be righteous, and they will possess the land forever. They are the shoot that I have planted, the work of my hand, for the display of my splendor. The least of you will become a thousand, the smallest, a mighty nation. I am the Lord. In its time, I will do this swiftly. And, of course, this Isaiah, you know, chapter 60 this week, uh, we're celebrating, you know, Christmas. And part of our Christmas meditation will be, you know, the Magi and how you have these mysterious figures coming from far with these, you know, lavish gifts. And, that, and that's what's pictured here in Isaiah 60. The nations will come to you offering their wealth and offering their praise. And so we get a little foretaste of that in the birth of Christ, you know, in, in, in the gift of the Magi. And of course, you go to the last two chapters of Revelation and these words are exactly the words that are used. We're talking about, you know, the, the holy bride that comes down, uh, you know, the heavenly Jerusalem that comes down and they will need no more sun for light nor moon, you know, for light for uh, the, uh, the Lord and the Lamb will be its light. And it's just a beautiful picture. Uh, language, descriptive language, you know, uh, that's far beyond, you know, the reality that, you know, we'll experience. But you just get this high, exalted, in a kind of description of the restoration that the Lord brings. Yeah. And, and we know it'll be everything this language describes and so much more. Because yeah. Paulus tells us, eye is not seen, nor ear heard, nor is it even entered into the thoughts of men. And, and that's what this is. This is, this is our thoughts. I has not seen or ear heard, nor is it enter into the thoughts of man what God has in store for those of us who, who love him. And that's the picture that you have here. It's one of the things that stands out to me um, just reading this chapter. And I mean, even as we've been reading the prophets is, is how often we see these, these images or these words or these, mm -hmm. you know, <clears throat> descriptions showing up in the New Testament as, as fulfilled, you know, and, or will be fulfilled and, and even just jumping to Revelation and seeing, you know, that Isaiah speaks about this day, the sun will be no more uh, because the Lord will be mm -hmm. your, your light. And then getting to the end of Revelation and saying that is that is what awaits the people of God. And, mm -hmm. and so seeing these images being picked up from the Old Testament, fulfilled in Jesus in the New Testament, you know, it's just a reminder to us that if we want to love Jesus more, we you know, and, and see him more clearly, we can't just be people who always read the New Testament. But man, when we begin to read the Old Testament mm -hmm. and see it, 
picked up in the New Testament, we begin to feel some of the anticipation and angst. Uh, of the it's, you know, the gospel writers are doing little more than stringing together allusions and quotations from Isaiah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, you know, they're retelling the story that you know that we we have seen. You know that we have seen here, and and by Isaiah, I mean all of the prophets and the Psalms. You know, paint this glorious picture of the coming King that is fulfilled in Christ. And uh, you know, if you have ears to hear, there's nothing but echoes and allusions. You know, the story that's already been told. And, and so the uh, new covenant is the old covenant come to full fruitfulness in Christ Jesus, you know, through the gift of his spirit. And, and I love just, you know, the little, you know, phrase, you know, there at the end, uh, they are the shoot I have planted in verse, you know, uh, you know 24. Uh, they are the shoot, I'm sorry, 21. Uh, they are the shoot I have planted in the work of my hands for the display of my splendor. Mm-hmm. And of course, that is, that that is a, uh, you know, that, that there's a focus on w- what God has recreated us and redeemed us for as a display of his glory, uh, you know, for our joy, but for the sake of the nations as well, to call those around us. And again, we've pointed this out so many times. So what Jesus is talking about when he describes the character, you know, of, of God's people and the Beatitudes, and then, of course, the purpose of God's people to be salt and light in a world that points other people to the glory of the Father who's in heaven. I love that kind of visual of that in, in verse 11, how, you know, your gates will always stand open. Mm-hmm. They will never be shut day or night so that people, you know, may bring you the wealth of the nation. Just love that invitation. You know, obviously we talked about the garden yesterday and kind of in a sense the gates kind of closed, but now we see this beautiful kind of restoration of, you know, now the gates are open, the nations can come in and be a part of what God is, is doing. And that's really a nice scene. And I love, um, it's the contrast there, the darkness and the light. Really through all of it, it ends with the light, but just even the darkness, um, and to see darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the people. And um, that really is our lives. You know, we're immersed in thick darkness until the light does come and, and the glory of the Lord shines on us and just the hope of the hope of Christ in our lives. But just, yeah. In which you know, Paul will tell us that we see in the face of Jesus, right. you know, the glory and the light you know, of, of God. And, and, of course, that description, you know, that you won't need sun or moon, mm-hmm. both here and in Revelation, you know, chapter 22, you know, coming together beautifully, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, describing, you know, that the more clearly we see him, uh, the more fully we experience life and grace mm-hmm. in him. And he is our light, not some self-help book or not, you know, a little, you know, Bible verse of the day along with, you know, a passage from some self-help book. But it's in his redemption and his grace and his purpose and his creative and his redemptive uh, work in our life. Yeah, And you see that in the first part of this chapter, arise, shine, for, for your light has come. You know, the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth. Thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Mm-hmm. He's the one who gives us gives us light. Mm-hmm. And his light in us becomes a light mm-hmm. to the nations as yeah. well. And not really that, uh, you know, so much that we are, you know, we are a light to the nations, but that uh, his grace in us uh, becomes a light to the nations. And, of course, that uh, that is our hope. It's been another you know, fun week um, and, uh, you know, shaped by the word. And, of course, we love, you know, the, the name we happened on to for our podcast. And we hope that's, 
really what's happening, that we are being shaped by God's Spirit through His Word for His glory and for the benefit of those around us that all might see who He is and come to know Him as well. Uh, so we hope you had a blessed holiday season, and we hope you've had a rich week as well. And even if it hadn't been that, if it's been one of the roughest weeks of your life, that you find comfort in the hope you know, that God has in front of you. So we hope you'll enjoy reading from the Psalms that we've provided for you in the reading plan tomorrow, and that you'll gather with God's people to worship and glory and, and delight in, in, in a day we've set aside to know Him. Father, thank you for your word, your presence with us. We thank you for the gift that you've given us. Not only of uh, your word, which is breathed out by your spirit, uh, your spirit, which makes your word come alive in our hearts and lives. Uh, we thank you for the community of believers that you've given us to read this word with and to glory in together. Uh, may it shape us as we worship. May it shape us as we work. May it shape us as we parent. May it shape us in our, in our distress and in our joy. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen.